0: Hey, so Roger here asked me to do an intro for Motor City Metrics, who are, uh, who are part of the fans' first sports network. Uh, we also have Bleachers to Speakers and Pistons territory. Two other podcasts you can check out while uh, browsing through the Motor City Metrics YouTube page. At
1: Detroit Tiger Manager, voice impersonated. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Motor City Metrics podcast here at TigersMLReport.com. I am Rogelio Castillo. Alongside me is Yuper. And it's going to be a quick 30, 40 minute show before the Tigers play the Dodgers tonight at 10-10 as Errol Rodriguez will take on Lance Lynn and that was a matchup that I, I totally forgot that Lance Lynn ended up with the Dodgers so yeah Um, but before we get into that really I just wanted to discuss something that was rather big that happened yesterday first and foremost Jake Rogers with three home Jake Rogers was it three home runs is it or multi no it's multi
0: home two, two home runs Why yeah it's two but still
1: yeah as he inches closer to 20 although it was funny john was trying to do a historical look up on his home runs and and he I, I think john's too young to realize tigers have had some power hidden catchers over the since 1980 because he said he has to be top five in home runs for a season i'm like john not even close man not even close
0: <laughs> it was kind of funny and yeah that is uh it was a good illustration of how old we are versus how young he is,
1: <laughs> yeah, I felt really i felt like a dick pointing out like John not even close, but it was it was truly i just couldn't i wasn't yeah. gonna sugarcoat that, but uh yeah nevertheless it was it was, it was just a funny moment yesterday as we were trying to get back into the things and yes, it was good to have you back Youper was out sick thursday, <laughs> Ooh, Yes. yeah stomach stomach stuff, right? Kind of issues. Yeah, it
0: wasn't good. It wasn't good. It doesn't uh, probably no one play by play. Not good. Not good.
1: No. All. Oh, all right. Well, I won't, let's, <laughs> let's skip to that. But uh so all right. So the so 1993 was the last time the Tigers swept against against the Angel but then known as the California Angels. So, I was looking I was thinking about this. And I was looking back at back in the day, what was the just kind of like those moments that occurred in 1993. So, a first class stamp was twenty nine cents. A gallon of gas was a dollar uh dollar eleven, mm-hmm. a gallon of milk was two eighty six. The average movie ticket was four dollars and fourteen cents, which I what? Yeah, what and really? the average income per year was thirty-one thousand dollars. So if you're looking at some of the maybe perhaps the things that uh, occurred and, and things that happened from a historical standpoint, on May 26, Carlos Martinez hit a home run off Jose Conseco's head. That was the home run. That was a uh that was a that was a moment that uh I still laugh about to this because sure I think it turned it turned me away from Jose Conseco. we always booed Jose Conseco every time he came to Tiger Stadium. Although mind you he's a fellow Cuban, I still didn't care for him too much. But uh it was it was just funny because like the entire time he would come we just totally Ricky even like we never booed Ricky Anderson. It was always Jose Conseco. The last year, the last episode of the Wonder Years. Well, no, actually, never mind. That was, the Wonder Years was the year before it, there. The Bill Walton was put or uh, put in the Hall of Basketball Hall of Fame. There is what else? And, and some of so you know who was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and got indicted, uh, inducted, indicted, inducted in 1993. Of all people, Dave. Well, Dick Clark. And I always say that because Dick Clark. I mean, yes, did he help with music? Of course he did. But over some of the bands that came later, I just kind of blew my mind that Dick Clark got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that early on in 1993. So, and then it turns about, and also as far as another historical events is concerned, and I'm trying to think of like the Michigan lost North Carolina in the NCAA championship in 1993, That was the, I believe, the Eric Montross team, which I could not. Jurassic Park came out, too. Set a box office office record of $502 million. And Michigan beat Washington in the Rose Bowl. So, And then also, that was the the year of the comeback game. Frank Wright with 32-point deficit came back all the way down. So, Wow. Yeah. As far as what the Tigers did on the field in 1993, this is a team, by the way, and I did an article. about them and the motor city bangles. And this was really sparky Anderson's last good team. Mm-hmm. And before he it just, it was a very competitive team. You had Tony Phillips, Dan Gladden, former twin was on that team. The first night in Anaheim, they beat the angels seven to two behind a strong performance from Bill Gullickson, seven innings, eight hits, two <laughs> runs, three strikeouts, one, swing and those, miss, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one, maybe one swing and miss. Um, he went up against Hilly Hathaway. I have no idea who that guy is. Wow. Yeah, Storm have Davis. You? Remember right. Storm Davis? He sure. was coming out of the bullpen for the Tigers then. Yeah. So uh, who was the offensive threat? For that? Tony Phillips went three for five that day. What a great year he had in 1993. What a fantastic player. Really so then the next game, so the Tigers, the second game, also they won nine to three. So they again the offense came out. Dan Gladden. Check out this top three here. Tony Phillips, Dan Gladden, Travis Fryman, combined to go six for twelve. Top three of the order. Yep. That's impressive. And central fielder Mickey Telton at a home run. And on the mound for the Tigers. All right. I'm all right. You're gonna I'm gonna ask you about this name. Okay. Tom Bolton.
0: Do you remember Tom Bolton? Tom Bolton. Former Red Sox. So r- 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 vaguely. I mean, not well for sure. Yeah. Wow. He got the win? Yes, he did.
1: He got the win. He pitched uh six innings, six one-third innings, six hits, three runs, one walk. Strom Davis and Mike Hanneman did their thing in the seventh and eighth inning. There you go. So, and then lastly then before we move on to talk about the Dodgers series, Tigers won eight to six in a more of a thrilling game to go three games over 500. This was between August 16th, 1993 to August 18th.
0: So they still and, had some hope at that time.
1: Yeah. But if you're standing up watching this game, by the way, it was three and a half hours, <laughs> three and a half hours. You sure. And uh, yeah, that was a game where pitching wise, <laughs> man, some of these box scores are ridiculous. Mike Moore. Seven innings, eight hits, six six runs, five earned, three strikeouts, three home runs. <laughs> Game score of 40. Uh, <laughs> yep. Kirk Knutson came on for the win, uh-huh. and Mike Henneman finished out to get his 19th save on this season. As far as offensive leaders go for the Tigers, Alan Trammell hit one off Chalk Finley in the second to left. And, yeah, but again, the top of the order did the most damage. Travis Ryan went two for five on the day, but, yeah, that's <laughs> –
0: Dan Gladden was really a sparky kind of guy, wasn't he? I mean, he had sparky Anderson written all over him. I'm uh, Tony Phillips too, for that matter, obviously. But um you just tell Dan Gladden, he, he's kind of a hard case kind of dude, grinder. That was gonna be Sparky Anderson all day long.
1: Yeah, I felt like he also smoked a cigarette in between games or something oh, like that. Dan, sure he did. Dan Gladden had that kind <laughs> of I think he's uh, I think he's Minnesota's color man too. Yeah.
0: Right oh yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, Dazzle. His nickname is Dazzle. Dazzle? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's so fun to look back at that and just realize it's been 30 years since the Tigers swept a series out there. Um, you know, for so many years, I mean, it's just become a, a yearly thing that, uh, that feeling of dread that most Tiger fans had when they see the trip to Anaheim on the schedule. <laughs> no matter if the Tigers had a really good team or if they had a really bad team, uh, there were years where the Tigers were good and the Angels sucked and the Angels put a you know <laughs> drilled them three in a row. Uh it was just a house of horrors. I mean it goes back to the Dick Schofield game a million years ago, uh, when the Tigers dropped eight run lead in the ninth inning. <laughs> so um to have this team, which is an improving team, but it's not a great team, uh go out there and, and 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 win three, kind of fun. I mean, it doesn't mean much either. Both teams are out of it. Uh, but just to see the Tigers shake the Demons loose and win three was good.
1: Especially because in the 2010s, the Angels were 25 and nine. Yeah. The t- I'm sorry, the Tigers were nine and 25. Just basically say in reverse, the Tigers were nine and 25 against the Angels in the 2010s. And this is, there's some really good teams in the 2010s early on. Sure. And the Tigers oh, could yeah. not shake it. And it is it, astonishing because you look at, especially. The year, was it was the 2012-2013, perfect. Angels went 3-0 against Tigers.
0: Yeah. And there are games in there, too, where the Tigers really worked hard to lose. I mean, they, yeah. they really had to do some funky crap to lose those games. I mean, eighth, blown eighth inning leads, crazy errors, base running mistakes. You know, it just, you name it, it happened at Anaheim. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so there was,
1: as far as the series goes, the, the biggest, I was talking about this yesterday on the Minor League Podcast, uh, Joey Wentz, out there, Wentz pitched all right, I mean, mm-hmm. until he allowed that home run, and Lang picked up for what happened Saturday, which was a wasted, it, 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 sorry, Gibson Long was in line to win that game. Mm-hmm. He pitched, a, I mean, just one of the, a, one of probably the best games we've seen all season from Tigers pitcher, 23 swings and misses, and six innings, five innings, excuse me, five innings, two hits, one run, walk three, and struck out 11, Yeah, which was a season high, I believe, for a Tigers pitcher this season. That's just – and then Bo Brisky, who's been pitching better as of late, came in and did a really good job. Jason Voigt did the job, but Alex Lang did not. He blew the save. But then it was Miguel Cabrera that came up clutch on Saturday night to help the Tigers get the victory. So, yeah, I, I don't know, you, but there was – zach short also had a pretty good series on saturday too but overall right. it just seemed like it was a uh, it was one of those yeah ugly they got it th- like they got it done victories
0: yeah it, it, watching sawyer gibson long and uh just um, for people out there who i'm gonna i'm going to screw this up because of the band sawyer brown i have been so close to calling him sawyer gibson brown about 800 times on twitter or just here or just talking to my wife. <laughs> so, but anyway, Sawyer Gibson long. Um, it was really something to watch, something to behold. Now the angels, you know, without Otani, without Trout, there's, you know, you you can say what, you know, what are they really? But uh, that's a major league team, no matter what they had the uniforms on. And that was an impressive performance. That's something that uh, had to wake up some people and say, Hey, this is a guy that deserves, you know, a pretty good look from here from here on forward. I mean, this, that's it's hard to fluke your way to twenty three swings and misses.
1: Yeah, and, and I know there's people going to say, well, they he's only and I said this yesterday too. He's only faced the White Sox and the Angels, but at the same time, still, I mean, those are the the two those are two teams as Deadly Ninja Bees has said accurately. They're heart garbage, mm-hmm. but they're, they're major league teams. I mean, it's not. He's gonna have a really good. I mean, as far as this week, I think he lines up for. I think his next start would be Oakland, Oakland, which again the chips <laughs> when they fade. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not his fault. He's gonna be facing some really some of the worst teams all yeah. baseball, but yeah. Either way, I was still I came away with the fact that it's another kind of product development or player development product development. That's my my day
0: job coming in there, player development win for the Tigers. You will get that. I just like the fact, one thing that I like is that he has added to his pitch mix this year, right? You know, he, he's developed something new that he didn't have before. So when you wonder, you know, where did this come from? Uh, that makes it to me a little less fluky uh, that he is a somewhat different pitcher than he was in years past uh, by his mix. So We'll see. I mean there's no guarantee. He could he could come out next year and flame out in spring training and he's hardly ever heard from again. Obviously that's on the spectrum of possibilities. But he's had two starts that really raised eyebrows. So um and moving forward that's something the Tigers can really use. Yeah,
1: I mean look, the thing is look, you look at it this way with Spencer Turnbull having another bad start down in Toledo, Tigers clearly made the right decision on who to bring up to the big yeah. league club. And so I think we talked about this a couple weeks back and I think we don't see Ter- Spencer Thermal pitching another day in the Tigers uniform. I think I that's kind of a, a foregone conclusion. I know it sounds like the most obvious thing, but it just seems. Yeah. Yeah. if they're going to go with bullpen starts, like they have been like this wouldn't you indicate that?
0: I I can't see the purpose even. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's been in the organization a million years. Um, he had his grand moment. He had his shot at, you know, uh, being a starting pitcher in the big leagues with the Tigers. Couldn't stay healthy, and that's okay. That happens. Um, whatever these problems are with the organization and him, it's probably best they just move on and go their separate ways. It's, it's not something the Tigers are going to miss, and he can go find hopefully an opportunity that works for him.
1: Yeah, and, and something that's going to benefit him and, and hopefully get him back to what he was before Tommy John. I mean, keep this in mind. Before his injury, before the next thing, well, the next thing, I put that because he waited a month before saying anything, <laughs> you know, maybe because they were going to send him down in the minors, he was going to get major league cruel time. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, you know what? Something else pointed out, too. I didn't know he had three agents in like a span of four years. Oh, I know. Different agents. Man, I didn't know that either, apparently. <laughs> But um, yeah, nevertheless, that is kind of what you're saying. It's, they do need, and I, I will agree with you um, in here, we have B. Horning, too. He says, we'll definitely get another veteran starter this offseason. Most of our starters can't get past five innings. I would agree with you on that. And I think that if you look at the surplus of guys like Lipsius or Perez, or uh, there's, a, there's a number of options the Tigers could do here in the offseason. I think they'll address it based off – they have four or five guys that are essentially utility players. Yeah. So they have to really kind of look at – because I, I really – so if you look at the – have you taken a look at the free agent market at all, Uper,
0: pitching-wise? It's not outstanding. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, but here's the thing, though. Every year there's a couple of vets out there who will have a good year. Okay, I mean, It's going to happen. It's a matter of can they identify the right ones that they really like that Chris Feder would like to work with and can they obtain those players? And are they looking to go to distance and get them? That's we're going to find out a lot about what Scott Harris wants to do. Yeah. Cause if you look at the free agent market,
1: starting pitching wise, there is, yeah, it's, I mean, we're talking Kyle Gibson. Yeah. uh We're talking Sonny gray, but how much more left, you know, he's a, he's a good play, but, how much can he have left in the tank? Right. He'll be 30. He'll be, he's 34 Brad Keller. Yeah. You know, it's, and then it's like Michael Lorenz, but he's, isn't he currently injured
0: right now? I believe. Yeah. He's, he's injured. I think he was tailing off a little bit too.
1: Yeah. So, and then you have like a guy like Sean Manea who can opt out after one year and 12.5 million, and then the rat, I mean, Jordan Montgomery, somebody mentioned Jordan Montgomery. It's not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, he's not terrible. I mean, you know, he's, he's not, he's not going to knock your socks off, but um, he, I think to my knowledge, he stayed pretty healthy his career and he has more good starts than bad starts. I mean, he's, he's a solid pitcher.
1: Yeah. I mean, Alex Wood was a guy that I liked before too. That's a, that's a decent idea. Another one I who's been pitching pretty well, I mean, this is where a guy like Luke Weaver, who was, who was, I think, ended up with the Yankees, and they got him from the Mariners. So, but his numbers, I mean, is he a guy that can be fixed? No, I don't think the Tigers are going to do projects anymore. And that's where I, I think that's like somebody like Luke Weaver maybe would be interesting before, but if the Yankees can't fix him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think one thing, you know, We've talked about it, we've joked about it, and we've had serious discussions about it, and I'm sure we'll have more discussions about it. But just naming through those names, you know, none of them sound great, you know, like blow the doors off. I think that really limits how much they're going to look to to move Scooble unless they really got something incredible. And, you know, with his injury problems, I don't know who's going to give them something Quote unquote incredible. I think they're probably going to be better off just rolling with school, which is perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, they see, and that's what's going to happen now. There's already going to be this uh, Tigers need to trade Tariq school stuff that's going to happen in the offseason.
0: Oh, it's Uh, out there. I saw I was reading some of it today.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so trading a pitcher that can, again, it's going to be then it's. It's the value clocking. It's the value clock ticking then at that point, isn't it?
0: And the other thing that I think what's going to happen is Jackson Job may force the issue. Uh, if he's off to a quick start in double A with the way pitchers get hurt, why wait? When you look at what the Mariners did this year, bringing up Bryce Miller and Brian Wu, uh, other young pitchers around that are, you know, are Yuri Perez is up at age 20. Um, I think you see Jackson Job if he continues on this course I don't see why he spends that whole year next year in the minors. I don't even see why he spends a half year in the minors, to be honest.
1: No, and here's the thing, like he he made his LA debut yesterday through 6 innings, a lot of four hits, six strikeouts and continued a streak of 30 innings without a walk. Yeah. I mean, he was his stuff yesterday. He was strike He was getting swings and misses with his fastball through the zone, which is important to remember because yep, there that's that's the way you got to go about it. And if you're not look, the bottom line is this: I think I, I think you can make the rotation with Scubel and a uh, uh, job on the top of it, with maybe perhaps Gibson Long or uh, Reese Olson, and you look like a really vamped rotation. I think if anything, if they're going to trade somebody, maybe perhaps maybe Matt Manning, because that's always been a thought that's been thrown out there as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I don't know. Like I, I rather the Tigers draw from a source of strength. If they, if they right now they have a surplus of utility guys, trade that for somebody that may not be able to make the rotation, or rather is stuck in a bottleneck for rotation spot. I mean, there's 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 plenty of scenes out there where the Tigers are probably looking around and they have a guy in mind because look, you here's here's a, here's an example that Lyle Lockhart – they picked up on it. Basically, no. They did homework on it. And I'm sure they have that out there. Deadly ninja bees. Want, Deadly ninja bees. Wants to know what Manny's value is? Um Honestly, you, you, want to, you want to take a step of that one. Then?
0: Well, he's had three years in the major leagues. He's averaging uh, 14 point. I think 14.27 starts per year. Right. So right now, if you're saying that I'm going to get more than 14 starts out of him next year, you're kind of. Uh, you know, putting some mustard on a wish sandwich uh, and hoping for the best. But if you believe in him, then yeah, maybe you're going to get 20 25 stars. That's the year he stays healthy. Um, he has been effective, he doesn't get chased off the mound very often. Uh, he gets outs, uh, he doesn't make the stat people happy the way he does it. Um, uh, but it happens, and I think, uh, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a permanent second base option uh, for Matt Manning? Are you looking for um, a right-handed hitter with power for the outfield? I don't know. Uh, but he's had such a, a light workload the last three years with injuries, as fluky as some of them were. If I'm a GM, I don't know what I'm going to give up for him. I I, I, I don't think I'm going empty to the, empty the case for him, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could even... Maybe perhaps look at a a, a bat like a outfield bat that maybe doesn't have enough room either. Where they might go with a different direction with that. So mm-hmm. teams that what have to, right now off the top of my head, I can't really think of team like team like perhaps maybe Baltimore that might need another starter. And Baltimore's prospect laden. They could trade a second tier or I don't want to say third tier, but maybe a second tier guy. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't I don't like doing these scenarios right now without doing some actual research on it before, but I, I think of teams that uh, you, you even look at the, again, the Cardinals are always going to be looking to off shoot some guys. And and yeah, just yeah, Deadly Ninja Beans and I in the same, same sentence the cards. Yeah. The cards are always looking to offload somebody. They're always going to do that because based off also the fact, this is a team that's been riddled with injuries. I mean, mainly out of the bullpen, uh, but you maybe you look at somebody like for example, they have a guy down in in Memphis who finished the year in Moises Gomez, who could play the outfield, multiple positions in the outfield. He's a right-handed bat. His power, his law power skills is a seventy. He hit thirty home runs this year, but he also struck out thirty-one percent of the time. Mm. And his WRC plus was down this year. So that's a guy I don't know if the Tigers would be interested in something like that because he doesn't really his strike zone control. He always had a down year last the year before he had ten percent. Now he's at seven percent, but he still strikes out way too much. He strikes out three percent. So that's you know maybe they're probably trying to offshoot him because he's on the forty man roster.
0: Tampa but, Tampa's never afraid of anybody with injury. Yeah, oh, I no. could see Tampa scoping you know snooping around Manning if they see something in his. Uh, you know, somewhere deep in his statistics that they like.
1: Yeah. And maybe, and if we continue to look at what Scott, if we do know one thing about Scott Harris so far is he likes utility guys.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> I, oh, he does. <laughs> oh yeah. <Ooh. laughs>
1: yeah. I like the way you said that. Oh, he does. Yes. Yes. He, he, he absolutely does. And he could opt in for doing something like that in a team. Um, there's several ways that they could attack this, but again, it really depends what you're right though. It, the value of Manning based off the fact he doesn't have a lot of in, innings on his arm. Another team I look into trading with as well, if you're going to it, it, I'm just gonna assume I'm gonna say the Dodgers, but with the Padres. Padres yeah. still have a decent farm system, and they could be who knows what the who knows what the Padres are gonna be doing. But as far as looking at what they can
0: get back in return. I mean. Well, what we know about them is they'll be active one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can always call them up and say what's happening these days and probably find some kind of deal on the table.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could, there's, the, there's many different ways they can attack that too with, but at the same time, like for example, a guy that would be a perfect tiger kind of guy is Taylor or Colway was a left bat. He's almost 30 years old at this point, so he's not even a prospect. But he's a guy that could play the outfield, first base, right field. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just throwing dark, names in the dark boat, you know.
0: Well, I hear so. you. So before we move on, though, I wanted to talk real quick about two things, and you, already, you alluded to them both. Um, Jake Rogers, big game. Very fun to see. Uh, I think that – Put it this way as you as they move into this winter, when you see as he said eighteen home runs, he seems to have leveled out his swing a little bit. Uh, I haven't looked at the strikeout numbers, but they don't seem as fearsome as they were in the first couple months of the year. Um, do you believe that catcher is now down the pecking order of what the Tigers will be looking for this winter
1: I think so, based off based off a couple things, one, Jake Rogers has been able to, yeah, sometimes it's like feast or famine with him, mm-hmm. but he's been a good receiver. You have to be encouraged about that. And the way he's been able to kind of have take it, taken, taken, it, I mean, he took over, everybody thought the air costs was going to be, Eric cost was going to be serviceable, but there he was striking out in triple Columbus over the weekend when Toledo against Toledo.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Mike Doyle suggested Joe Musgrove for pitching. That'd be nice, yes. but he's he's from San Diego. I mean, imagine him going, oh, "My hometown is Detroit." What? <laughs> you know, like it, it, no. It's, again, no knock on it's not a knock on Detroit or anything. So th- please don't misconstrue that. But that would be nice. It would be have something like uh, Joe Musgrove. But um, but over his last month though, Uper he's he's batting two sixty six. Mm-hmm. his OPS is just under a hundred. So in terms of strikeouts to walks, So, I mean, three walks
0: and 19 strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's but, never going to walk. I mean, there, yeah. there, he can be maddening about that. There's no doubt. I mean, and here's the thing. He, he's not, he's not a, a, a complete player. We know that going in, um, but our, the strengths are good strengths, good arm, good catcher power. Uh, you know you can live with that, right? I think. Yeah, I can live with that. So that's why to me, if they bring Bark Carson Kelly next year, I don't have a big issue with that either. He seems like a pretty solid receiver, smart guy, has had some offense, uh, some good offensive years in his past. What he has left in the tank, not sure. Uh, just depends on if they want to spend the money that he's going to be due next year. But they do have control over him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I do like what Old BK said in here. He said, we really can't afford passing and upgrading any position depending on what is available. They need net that add to the offense. I agree with you because. That's
0: very fair. Yeah.
1: That's very fair. Um, and, and to the something. So, for example, what about uh, Dylan Dingler? So, Dylan Dingler's down in AAA. His average active velocity was 91.7 over the last week, and his hard hit rate was over 57%. So, he's getting, again, the numbers don't indicate that because based off, you can look at, but looking at the batted ball data, God bless Jerry, by the way, on that. Yeah. So if anybody, yeah, Jerry does a really good job of putting the data together. He has been, he's been swinging, be- swinging better as of late, and he's a good receiver. He can command it, it when he was back in the l- lineup for the Seawolves after missing injury. And they sent Josh Crouch down back to West Michigan. It was nine and day. The starting staff was a lot better. They responded to him, and, and I was talking to Greg Gagne, the voice of the Seawolves, about it, and a, and a little bit with Gabe Alvarez too. He was he, they. It was like night and day, and he was a really kind of like a captain of the team, if you will. So I'm going to present our, uh, our stat sheet. So if anybody who is part of our Patreon can will get some of the articles that Jerry does on this, but we pulled data and. He does a lot of the – this is where I get a lot of the data from the minor league stuff too. But if you look at this, his average exit velocity is above the league average, just above the league average there. So 89.3, the league average is 87.6. So mm-hmm. Dingler's doing it, getting it done. He's been hitting the ball better as of late. That's a possibility you might roll with Dingler as maybe the
0: Tigers have an open spot for the second – for that backup catcher position. Yeah. That- if they want to go young and they're happy with him, you know, catching 60, 70 games as the backup to Rogers, I have no problem with that. I mean, they need to find out what they have with these guys. Um, the Reds, who were just in town, are a good example uh, this year. and doesn't always work, but this year they've went with a lot of young guys uh, and they were good enough and they were able to compete. Uh, so I would love to see the Tigers emulate some of that. So, yeah, if they do jettison Carson Kelly – because they want dingler i won't argue that move much
1: yeah and i'll give credit to carson kelly he did call he's he can call a good, really good game mm-hmm. but do you really want to have a, a catch a catching situation a platoon catching situation like that where you're gonna have another bat that can't swing so maybe make an open uh, addition between kelly and dingler really
0: well, yeah, they could bring him back, right? And if they cut him at a certain point of spring training, they only owe him like 40% of his salary or something, right? That's yeah. But you – know, so, oh, oh, go ahead. The other guy from this weekend, you know, Zach Short's home run. I've seen, I think of his seven home runs, I, 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 but just by happenstance, I think I've been watching when six of them were hit. And it's just amazing that, you know, for a for a guy who is a, you know, ham and at best as a ball player – when he hits a home run, something about his swing, he hits no doubters, and each one of them, I've said, the second he hit it, that's gone. Uh, he just has a, a beautiful home run stroke. He just doesn't get to it very often, which I thought to be very funny. But I don't think he's back next year. I hope he's n- kind of hope he's not. I think they should be challenging themselves to get better. But um, I like Zach Short. I was happy for him. I thought that was a great moment to have him part of this weekend of uh, of winning in Los Angeles against the Angels, uh, I think was kind of fun.
1: Yeah, and to see, I agree with you. I mean, I know that he is a polarizing figure among Tiger fans. A lot of fans don't like him because they want him gone. And, but then I asked the alternative who would be in place right now. So as far as, by the way, Andre Lipstick has had a double. He did make an appearance. He started at third. It was, uh, I believe, it was Friday. Yeah, he hit, actually two hits. He went two for yep. four. Yep. So the the way that I got to give props to Hinch for handling this lineup the way he has been with some of these guys, and it, it, to give him playing time, especially because even like Abienges can also play the same. They play the same position, so they still have to consider that. Deadly Bees wants to know who's playing second base next year. I really think. It, look, if you here, here's what I think. Cole Keith goes in the camp as a start the leading candidate to start second base. I think there's nothing left for him to prove in Toledo. He he had three home he had a really good week in Toledo. hit over three hundred. Yeah. And he's been playing primarily second. What's funny? Harris said I want Malloy more in the outfield, but he's been playing back at third again. Which leads me to believe that Keith might have a good opportunity to play second start mm-hmm. the year. So honestly. That's where I'd go to. Yeah, because youper, here's. I mean, would you really? You know, well, that's a actually. You know what? I gotta give some props to BK here. He said, "If this year's any indication, seven different guys. <laughs> that could be case. It could be cold keys starting the year, and then who knows? But you know, I, I look at this. I look at the prospect development side of things, and I wouldn't at this point, youper. Are you comfortable enough to let the let the let the what' the quote unquote, let the kids play?
0: Yes, I am. I, because here's the thing: I, I don't. They've missed the last couple of years uh, of of building around veterans via free agency. Right now, we have a weak year of coming uh, a free agency coming down the pike at us. So they're probably not going to invest too heavily in anybody this winter. So. I think that you 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 like I just mentioned you see that Cincinnati Reds team come into town with all those talented young players and I'm not saying the Tigers minor league prospects are as talented as those guys but they're close enough. I think you go young. I think you are happy with what you've seen from Spencer Torkelson. You pray on the rosary that Riley Green can give you 140 games and you you put in uh these young players and let them go, um, because if things fall right, it could work.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. I, 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 the thing is, too, what do you when you go into the spring training twenty twenty four? You look at a situation where I think they're they're going to make either they're they're mind up on Meadows Perez or these guys are kind of on the fringe of the forty man, or they're going to do a Malloy. I think. The first time in a long time, the Tigers can actually go and look at not just pitching, but actual hitters. They can be a little bit choosy with as far as ma- giving them an opportunity to play in 2024. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Lipsius did have, a, don't get me wrong, Lipsius had a great spring, but then he got sent back down. And then they showed a little bit why, but he came back up. I was, again, surprised, Perez started playing again. I was surprised he didn't get a chance for a call up. Oh, uh, Jay, Jay
0: kind of matching. If Jace Young keeps mashing thirty homers, I mean, come on.
1: There's uh, the other. Thank you. Go ahead. That was, he, I was gonna
0: he, say. he's going to come on quickly. I mean, Matt McLean for the Reds was in Double A last year. Uh, he looked pretty comfortable in in uh, in the big leagues this year. Yeah, um, uh, listen. You can only until he stops hitting. You got to keep promoting him, right? And right now, he's hitting.
1: Yeah, and, and look, and, and the thing is, he was also bo- voted best, the second second best, or excuse me, best defensive second baseman prospect.
0: Yeah, at, America.
1: Yeah. yeah, in high A. So don't give me some crap about his defense. Some I don't want people to keep ragging about his defense. And the and this is by players and coaches. I believe it's managed, uh, coaches and managers in the Midwest League. mm Hmm. So, and I know that Lynn Henning said that this was one of the first times I actually agreed with Lynn Henning. Cole, I'm going to see Cole or I'm going to see j c. Young on Wednesday. I'm heading out to Erie for Wednesday, Thursday, and if they play Friday, so the first game is tomorrow. We're going to do kind of the watch party tomorrow, as it will be Brent Humber takes the mound in Game One, Game Two, Ty Madden at home, and he's been pitching better as of late. I did an article on him. You can find him at TigersMLReport.com How's about respect- improving. That was thank you. That was proving his arm angle and how much it's been effective in, in holding holding his velocity. And if Game Three is necessary, which would be on Friday, Larker will get the ball. So you could have Jackson Joe coming out of the bullpen along mm-hmm. with Wilmer Flores. If I mean, unless they line bad. up one of those, yeah, that ain't bad. No, that ain't bad at all. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, yeah, this is gonna be it's gonna be a good series. They just played Richmond, so a, a opponent that just literally. Richmond just went home and then Mm -hmm. Richmond has to come back. So the winner of that will take on, I believe it's Richmond and, I'm sorry, uh, Somerset and Binghamton, the Rumble ponies. Mets got really good because the, ironically enough, the only reason why they're even in the postseason iteration is because they got really good really fast because they traded Verlander and they traded everybody away essentially. Sure. So that's going to be a good series. Yeah, it will be. Uh, that that game also starts at 635. Um, So winner of that, yeah, I I think Binghamton's offense is going to be pretty good, and they're a team that I've been told by Erie, they would be scared to face. They're not scared of Somerset because Jason Dominguez, out. Yep. So it's not like last year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that Binghamton lineup's got some really, really, really good talent there. So hopefully we'll see what happens here. Tigers, Kicking off here in about 20 minutes or so. And I was going to say, Oh, I did want to ask you one last question before we get out of here. So one of the, uh, I don't know if you saw this today with Baltimore or excuse me, with um, the Brewers as the number one prospect in baseball, America by baseball, America, number one prospect with the Brewers system, Jackson Churio. Yes. Or am I saying that? Hopefully I'm saying
0: that. I think, I think it is Churio. Yep. Um,
1: We'll be joining the AAA Nashville, the Brewers AAA affiliate for the last homestand. And also, we can't, we can't ignore it. You also was in AAA, right, Euper? No. Wyatt Langford.
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was going to say, come on, Euper. I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you to say something. I knew the Jackson, I saw the, I, well, admittedly, I'm being uh, looking at myself here. I have Jackson Cheerio in our uh, fantasy league. Or as a keeper so I, I've been really watching him closely as he's started to smash the ball through the second half of the summer but that was quite the move for him but there's no question young players are are, are going places look at that angels lineup with shanuel and uh neto you know uh that's why you know I can see a quick path for ja young uh to join Colt Keith next year. If Scott Harris wants to be aggressive. Uh, but yeah, Wyatt Langford is now in AAA. And um, the people from draft night who can't believe the Tigers passed on him. I'll just say this. Three months ago, everybody was convinced Jackson Job was a bust and Marcelo Meyer was going to be Babe Ruth. And um, Marcelo Meyer now has a, a crappy shoulder and he hit a buck 89 in AA. And Jackson Job is getting everybody out. Uh, so things have switched in quick manner. That doesn't mean Marcelo Meyer is done by any stretch. I'm sure he'll be fine next year, but it also means Jackson job wasn't a write-off like everybody assumed. Well, not everybody, but you know, I'm talking about the louder people were we're talking about early in the summer. So Max Clark, he's a young guy. He's an a ball doing his thing. We'll see how like, we'll see how quickly he moves forward. Sure. the draft is funny. He could end up being another Mickey Moniak and nobody's happy. But he could also end up being, you know, something more special than that. We, 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 they, they seem to think so. Wyatt Langford, you know, looking great, but it's only a few at-bats. He could be J.J. Bladet next year and nobody's happy. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of things that are
1: making me happy right now as far as just seeing some of the progress like this because um, Jiro's 19 years old. Yeah. You're talking about young, but uh just a quick correction from the uh from our home office in Erie, Pennsylvania. It's Thursday. It's game two, not Wednesday. Wednesday's travel day. So my apologies at our home office in Erie, Pennsylvania, with the correction there. So it's Thursday. It'll Is be a time. Man, with her. So no, I, I look. There's a lot of things to be excited for if, if, as far as prospect scope on that front. Because you're right. I mean, it's. This is something we're not used to seeing, and they're just letting the player, the young players, play. And I love it. that's that's the way it should be. I mean, look, it doesn't matter the age, it's progression, and also for the t- teams like like for example, the city of Nashville or the the Sounds fans, they get to see this and 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 the season where they can come out and see somebody else that they haven't seen yet or yeah. seen. I used the word "seen" five times there in a row. I'm bringing it a little bush <laughs> right now. <laughs> like a giant boob right now. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know what's going on. But um, so anyway, um, as far as uh, Deadly Ninja Beast wants to know any Arizona Folly predictions,
0: as far as who they're sending, yeah, because they haven't named them yet, have they?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: No, I, I don't think. They're, I don't think
1: we're probably going to see some names probably next week because well,
0: they, they always need relief pitchers. They yeah. always, you know, always two or three of the names will be relievers. So you know. Pick those guys out of a hat. In terms of position, guys, I mean, <sighs> hmm. well, if they want to send cold Key, great. But uh, I don't know if he's already done it, right? Yeah, he's been know. playing since Arizona Fall League last year. Yeah, I don't know if he needs to really prove do anything there again. Um, Dingler, they always need catchers because, they, you know, there's a good chance of him going.
1: Yeah, I think Dingler will get some time. Joe might get a possibility too because think yeah. about it. You did get a late start lot the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say somebody like Tyler Matt or <sighs> Tyler Matson might get a, a – well, wow, he was there last year. <sighs> what about in the kids' the Notre Dame? Oh uh Tanner yeah. uh Tanner Colheeb. Yeah. Tanner could get some time. He needs work. Yeah, Chris Myers could could see some time too. Maybe. How about Justice um, Bigby? Yeah. Oh, blood right. Thank you so much for the oh, Justice Bigby. Bigby. You know, sorry. What, yeah, yeah. Bigby could probably there. Thank you, blood Exquisite. By the way, Chris will be joining us on the Tiger Minor League uh, final podcast of the season next week. We'll do a, a whole uh, roundtable. Confirmed, Brian B- Brandon Day from Bless You Boys will be joining us on that. So, yeah, I agree with you, Tigertown. It will be a good series. I think it will be a good series against the Dodgers. Detroit will probably play up to a little bit as right now the Dodgers are kind of on cruise control essentially right now.
0: So they're going with uh, Rodriguez, Reese Olson, and who else? I want to say. Bullpen day, TBD? I think it's a bullpen day. Yeah. So, so Rodriguez, since he came back from the injury, ERA roughly, what, around four and a half, I think? Yeah. Has had some good starts, has had some, yeah starts, you know? Do you think that his rather so-so finish to the season makes it more likely he opts in? Take the sure thing? <sighs> The way he's
1: worded things, I don't, I don't know, Ubro. I, I, I don't think so. Only because I just looked at the free agent names, and it's just like, uh, yeah, he can,
0: he could. Yeah, that's you
1: true. Know, yeah, he he would stand tall and long among some of the names in there because it's just.
0: <sighs> but if I'm if I'm a GM again, I'm looking at. Both of the last two years, he's missed significant time for different reasons, one of them injury-related, right? Um, am I really going to make a big splash on him? Is he going to be able to, what is it, three years, $49 million for the Tigers right now? Yeah,
1: it's a, yeah, yeah, I that, uh, yeah.
0: And he might be able to bilk a little bit more out of them to, to re-up if they're willing. Uh, is he going to beat that? You know, are there going to be three- and four-year contracts out there for him? Um for sixty seventy million dollars. Maybe. I don't know. He's not an overpowering flamethrower. And he's he and he hasn't been available for a couple of years all the time. I don't know if I'm investing in that. I don't know. Um I think he has a nice safe sure thing with the Tigers. Money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, no, and you and you're right. But then again,
1: teams like Baltimore could be interested and in throw some money yeah. at him.
0: Oh, it just but
1: take fun. Yeah, yeah, but then Angelos although Angelos kind of makes some really weird comments about spending money anyway, so he might not even want to spend a dime. Baltimore barely spent anything, and I mean, he made it. What was the comment about the? Well, when far prospects are getting good, you have to pay them. So, AKA Angelos <laughs> seems like a cheap ass. So yeah, I'm was, not really, yeah. And, and look, I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: I'm with you, old BK. I, I think he does opt out. He opts out, checks out the market, and the Tigers are like, thanks, but no thanks, and they move on. Um, Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I want to – I really – the cynical part of me is screaming, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. But, uh, you know, I I don't know. It it really – this is going to be a true merit of what Scott Harris does in the offseason in terms of evaluation. I will tell you this. If they do trade for a pitcher or they have somebody they have already in mind, based off what we've been seeing in the development side of things with Robert Robin Lung and Chris fetter. not it's not just Fetter guys. I mean, you also gotta give uh Juan Rivas or Ron Yameevas is done a really good job. They have a really good staff in place mm-hmm. and I'm able to optimize that. And it it's gonna get sort of getting attention across the league a little bit. I mean, you look at their last couple of weeks here, look at their rotation, youper. Yeah, can you imagine this? Maybe under under the previously regime here. I mean, were we talking? Let's go back to twenty twenty one, for example, before they start making all these hires. You yeah. really think the Tigers would be? Uh, I mean, right now they're they're respectable. I mean, it,
0: they're Winning just records since June first. Yeah, forty two and forty. Yeah,
1: they're, they're also just a game back of second place in the AL Central, which doesn't mean anything really in the grand scheme of things, let's, let's be honest here. I mean, it's a yeah. good morale victory, but then you look at the other two teams behind is you. you thing be
0: different Rick Anderson was the pitching coach right
1: now? <laughs> <laughs> if it was Rick Anderson, the Tigers might have the record with the White Sox at, which is 58-93. <laughs> yeah. the Royals have already lost 100 games. They're 30
0: games back. You're 30 games in this crap division Oof. back. Yeah, yeah. that's... So- Try to put that on your season ticket mailer. Uh, <laughs> when you send that out to your fans. <laughs> Oof. Oh, we didn't finish. <laughs> we made a surge in the last two weeks to get to 28 back.
1: Uh, Kansas City, team on the way up. Uh.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh man, some of the uh So the Dodgers the will be the... tough would be a tough test for the Tiger pitching, though. Uh it would definitely will be. Um I'm looking forward to these series. And you know, I, I I haven't been as much of a late late night baseball guy as I used to be, but I think I'm gonna make at least an attempt for a couple of these games uh to see how they roll.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna stick around and watch I'm probably gonna watch this game a little bit before I pass out for the evening. Um so, that, yeah, the game starts in about 10 minutes. We'll, we're going to wrap it up here. By the way, somebody asked about our World Series prediction, Tiger, Tiger Town. Tiger Tiger Town asked for our World Series prediction. Off the top of my head, I'm going to go with, because I, I, I don't always guarantee this is going to happen, but I think the Braves are due for a good choke. So I'm going to go, mm. I think somebody else, I, I want to say, Oh, uh, all right, so coming out of the American League, I think I think it'll be Tampa because of the bullpen. Think like Tampa. You know, what? I can't go, but the Braves are so good, man. I don't know, like I. All right, you know what? Just for like right now, just top of my head, Brewers, Brewers and Brewers and Rays, just to be.
0: Wow, have. and you see ratings executives at networks jumping out of tall buildings if the Brewers and the Rays yeah.
1: are you know. <laughs> No, honestly, just off the top of my head, no. But really, no, that's nice.
0: yeah. Uh, it could happen. Uh, in spring training, my prediction way back when was Braves and Rays. Um, So I will stick with Braves and Rays. I don't have the confidence in the Rays that I had two months ago before the Wander Franco fiasco and their pitchers all died. But they're hanging in there. They've fought off the the Orioles for now, which is pretty impressive. Um, they have a, a good lineup, and like you said, the bullpen. Um, I was think the actual
1: oh, was it thirty innings
0: without allowing a run. Yeah, they they are top notch crew. Um, I think Houston will give them a battle if they if they match up, but uh, I'll I'll stick with Braves and Rays, and I think that would be a really fun World Series to watch.
1: Yeah, I think I, I forgot what my preseason World Series prediction was. I, I can't remember what I even did yesterday. Uh, Tyler uh, wanted to know what hat I'm wearing this evening. It's the Anataga Anatoda. I can't even say it's right. Olianta. Olianta. Thank you. The Olianta Tigers, which were a rookie affiliate of the Tigers in the late '90s and early millennium, I believe. So oh, there's Yeah, this is. Yeah, this way is, back. Yeah, oh,
0: this back. Way back. paid there.
1: Dave, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. He so he played for. Oh, no, no. He played for. Oh, God. Bristol. He played for Bristol.
0: Bristol was when, the other one. Maybe John yeah. Elway played in
1: Yes, he did. You were yeah. absolutely. He was. The, uh, yes. As a Yankee. Be Good call it. there. Good call. Yes, that's correct. Because there was, uh, I believe they used B-roll of him. I think it was an 83 before mm. the whole fiasco. Yeah. with Baltimore Colts and everything happened. But, uh, yeah, uh, again, the only Tiger – there's two hats I'm missing from my minor league collection of the Tigers. The Evansville triplets, which they have not made or re, re, uh, re redone yet for whatever reason. I don't understand it. They have an Evansville triplets hat on ebbetsfield.com or the uh, Ebbets uh, website, but they don't have the Tiger one, which was primarily oh. used from, like, 74, 75 – so the team is spanning in 83, 84.
0: You should eight. write Jim Leland a letter and see if he has one.
1: You know what's funny? I should ask Jim Leland in spring training. but like, hey, listen, I'll be a creep or anything, but uh, do you have an Evansville triplets hat somewhere yeah. in your collection? Yeah. Because, I mean, every time, you saw, every time I saw Jim Leland in spring training or even down in Detroit, he was wearing some purple. So you know he's like new
0: fashion, like just new fashion kind of guy. Jim Leland just seems like the kind of guy who wouldn't tell you to F off on that. Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy who's, if you, if you are genuine in asking him, I think he had one, he, he'd probably do something about it. He would. No, he,
1: I mean, like I said, when, <laughs> when, when I was talking, yeah, I hate big time. I hate doing this. Like when I was talking to Kirk Gibson, but I was, when I a conversation with Kirk Gibson, Leland was at, so uh, where are you from? And then you know, he asked me, where, where I was, right for and all that stuff. And he was like, good, good. Minor league system. Too much about it, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, because you were there for (laughs) before Tony Lusa rescued you, yeah. I want to say 84, but uh, official prediction by the way for the Eastern League championship, I think the Seawolves get to the championship game and they I think they win the championship this year. That's my prediction. That I think I'm gonna put it out there. I think that they have enough pitching to do it, and if Jace Young can continue to stay hot, and among it, it is a big blow that they don't have Justice Bigby in the lineup, but nevertheless, I think. The Seawolves can get it done. Hopefully, Quincy Deporty joins them too. I've not seen anything about that yet. He was down rehab rehab in Lakeland, but mm. it disappeared. So, all right. So, Tigers start in five minutes. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. If you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate it. Thanks to our home office in Erie, Pennsylvania for the assistance and <laughs> the visuals because some of the, in terms of just adding stats and, and some really just. Uh, basically, helping out with a lot of stats this evening, so I appreciate that. And we'll be back on Thursday. Actually, I'll be well Thursday. No, there will be. I will not be here Thursday. Thursday, I'll be in Erie. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? So well, you know what? You might play by ear. So if if the Seawolves are celebrating a win, and there's going to yeah. be like we the first time I'll be in a winning locker room where there might be alcoholic beverages thrown around. So um, nice. I might I might join the podcast for that. So we'll see. But either way. I'll be in Erie Wednesday and Thursday, and if there's a game three, I'll be there Friday as well. So take care, everybody. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Good night. And hopefully I can say um, on 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 this. <laughs>